um, a very crazy season at the moment in the world. It's not so easy to just start the message because a lot of things are going on around the world. I remember the last two years with the corona pandemic, right? And I know it was a big deal for a lot of people. And as what I've seen the last two years, a lot of people, they were really, they were, had fear of dying. And we see some fights in the family about the corona things. And I've seen a lot of issues, a lot of destructive characteristics happen the last two years. And then, of course, when you see the war, it doesn't make sense. It's evil. It's senseless, actually, because some people get killed for no reasons. And I don't get it. And it's so easy to put the finger and blame Putin, blame the coronavirus made in China, right? And all those things. And it's so easy to see all the mistakes around the world, right? And then around two weeks ago, I saw a tennis game on, on the t in TV. And there was also a, a very gifted tennis player from Germany, Zerev. And he lost his control. And here is a small clip from YouTube. Really? What, have you seen that? Hey, it was the, the comments, what, what he did was huge. And I felt, isn't it so easy to blame other people for their behavior? And it was like a moment when God spoke to me and said, what's about you, Leo? What's about your own issues, about your destructive characteristics? Because it's easy to blame people, but what's about me? And I felt like we are going on the street and we have to raise a voice for those people that don't have a voice. I think it's important that we raise a voice against the war. We have a voice for the climate, all those things. It's important that we raise the voice. But what will happen if you take the same energy, the same energy for your own war? Because I know a lot of people in our church have some issues in their own family. Take the same energy, go into your home and say, stop worrying my own family. From now on, we will live in peace. And I figure out it's so easy to blame other people. What's about your own home, your own personal life? And I believe it's a season from now to Eastern that we say we have some issues. We have some destructive characteristics. Let's get rid of those things. Are you ready? Because the only person you can ever change is yourself. It's so easy. I cannot change Putin. I cannot change Biden because he feels asleep. But I, I can change my own life, right? And let's do this right from the beginning. And I want to go into a lot of stories from the Old Testament the last couple of weeks. And here's an amazing principle about a guy who has leprosy. And a guy who has leprosy in the Old Testament, there were simple steps from leprosy into be, be, be healed. And let's stick on that story and use that story for our own life. How can we get rid of all the destructive characteristics? Also, this guy from the Old Testament, he has leprosy. I don't know how this happened, but you have leprosy. And the first thing what they did, they cleaned the clothes. And clothes stands for identity. The clothes means, oh, it's so important what people think about me. If I'm accepted, you, do you know those things? Is it, I'm accepted with my neighbor, my dad and mom, and I cannot do this and this because they can think about this and this. But the point number one is, I don't care what the neighbor thinks. I have an issue and I need healing. This is the easy part. Then the priest came 
and said, okay, let's shave the hair. Are you ready? So, come on. So, let's go down. Oh, my goodness. So, let's shave the hair. So, I, I, I stop now, right? Looks awesome, right? Can you imagine? That's the moment you say, I don't care what you think. I don't care if you accept me or not. The most important thing, I need a healing. I need a healing power from God Almighty. And he's still my best fan. You are my fan now because I do what you want to do. If you are not doing what you want to do, you're not my fan anymore. But God is always my fan. The point number one starts, I don't care what people think. I don't hide my issues anymore. I don't hide my desk obstacles anymore because I need, I'm a good haircutter. <laughs> Actually, super. Look, check this out. So, so in the back, I need healing. I need a new beginning. So check this out. So, almost done. Here a little bit. And here a little bit. Hare Krishna, also gone here. So, so, wow, wow. <laughs> Big round of applause. So, so check this out. This is my point today. If you want to get healed, don't hide your issues anymore. Bring it on the table. Don't think, ah, hi, because then people can think I'm not a good Christian. You're not anyhow a good Christian without the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. Without the grace of God, you're a loser. You're a sinner. We need the grace of God anyhow. Don't hide and don't care what people think. Because now in the Old Testament, everybody knew this guy has leprosy. They saw it. It was not hide. It was obvious for everyone. And what I figure out in my small groups, my own life, in my own family, around the world, people, they're hiding things to give the devil a stronghold because he needs a place where he can sit and be. And the point number one is don't blame other people what they should do. Think about your own issues. And then they cleaned the whole body. And then you say, from now in seven days, you will receive the healing power of Jesus Christ. Let's give Marco... A big round of applause and speedy hair growth in the name of Jesus. <laughs> Woo! Isn't that, isn't that crazy? So I want to I wanna go to four steps actually with this picture in your mind about your own destructive characteristics. And it starts with, with recognize. The point number one is recognize your own things in your life. Don't close your eyes. Don't deny. Just recognize. A toxic lifestyle begins almost harmlessly in Leviticus chapter 13, verse 2. When anyone has a swelling or a rash or a shiny spot in their skin, that they may be defined skin disease. It begins with a shiny spot. There's a Bible verse, don't despise the small beginnings, right? This is in a good way. Don't despise the small beginning when you're fate to do something. But it's the same thing. Don't despise the small, shiny characteristics in your life. Do you know how it starts? 
with one small thing, with one small email, one small uh, telegram chat, and, and, and one click on the internet, and one small lie. You have to lie because it's important for your business deal. It's just a small little lie. Everything starts super small. You think it's a no-brainer, it's not a big deal. The devil doesn't need a big lie, just needs a small lie, and he has a small finger, and he has a small finger, it puts you in the whole entire body. It's the same thing like when a bird flies over you, you have not done anything wrong, but when a bird poops on you, in Swiss German we use another word, but it poops on you, you have done nothing wrong, it just poops on you, right? There's a slogan, just, <laughs> I don't say it, international. But it's not your fault, right? But when you allow the same words to build a nest on your head, that's a choice, a decision. And I want to say, it's always smart, starts super small, it's not a big deal. One look, one touch, whatever, and all of a sudden becomes something gigantically. The next step, what happens, it affects you in uh, verse 14, but whenever raw flesh appears on them, they will be unclean. There is a word that appears, all of a sudden it gets bigger. And this is a crazy thing when I studied the Bible, there's like um, the Pharaoh, Biliam, Achan, Saul, and Judah. They had a small issue in their life. Everyone could see it, just small. And God gave them a warning light, a warning sign, like Pharaoh. said, let my people go. He heard. And then he saw God performed an amazing miracle. Ten times God performed the miracle. But even then, after 10 times, he said, I don't let my people go. And when I thought about it, I said, isn't that crazy that sometimes God gives you a revelation about your own things in your life? You see it, you can hear it, it's obvious, but you still say, yes, God, I hear you, but I do whatever I like to do. Isn't that crazy? How many times God gave you revelation, but you just move on and you're not changing anything. And the same thing happens here with the leprosy guy. And then it will destroy you. That's the next point in verse 15b. The raw flesh is unclean. They have defiling disease. And all of a sudden, a small finger who has leprosy starts to grow. And all of a sudden, the whole entire body is affected. And those people will die. Everything starts shiny, super small. And I felt about the story of Joseph and Mrs. Potiphar in the Old Testament. And here's a picture founded on Telegram. Just kidding. This is Joseph in the Old Testament and Mrs. Potiphar. Mrs. Potiphar, she was married with Mr. Potiphar. She was married. And Joseph was a teenager, super young, far away from home. And one day, Mrs. Potiphar, she's married. She has a ring, a ring on the finger. And she said, Joseph, you are young. You are hot. My husband is, I don't know. And she said, you are so beautiful for me. Joe said, I don't get it. Why in the world you start singing? Temptation always starts with, it's funny, it's small, you've done nothing wrong. We just, the right person in the wrong, wrong place, right? When she figured out, oh, he is not, is not into, she put the first clothes away. Check this out, everything is organic. And she says, come on, Joseph, check this out. I'm, well, I'm, 
red lips, red lips is to kiss. And I said, I don't, I'm not into red lips. And then she took a rose. The bachelor started there already. Who in the flipping world will watch Bachelor? I don't get it. She said, the rose goes to Joseph. She said, yeah, there's no only, it's only the only option. But Joseph said, no. And then comes the next picture. Woo! Oh, la, la. Are you ready for more? I remember I preached that message in Hillsong. And Pastor Brian Houston was there sweating. He said, Pastor, is this the last picture? I said, yeah, yeah go on. And I want to ask you a question. Sin, sin is in the beginning very attractive, right? If sin will not be attractive, you say, come on, it's so ugly. There's no temptation. Temptation is always in the beginning, something small, very attractive, very shiny, starts super small. And Joseph said, no, I will not do it. He ran away. Ran away if you figure out there's something in me. And I will not fall into it. And the next point is if you recognize it, comes the, uh, the next, oh, here's in Leviticus 13, 15, almost forgot that point. When the priest saw the raw flesh, he should pronounce them unclean. Isn't that crazy in that story? He said, if you see something in your life, go to the priest and just say, I have an issue. And I felt about, it's always, sometimes I confess my things to God, that's good, but healing often takes place if you confess this to a person is next to you. And the guy asked me, how much should I uh, announce from my life? You need friends, they are the real deal. Don't do it with everyone. And if you announce your issues, your destructive characteristics, you don't know, you don't need people to say, oh, I want to teach you, I want to tell you what you should do. If this a guy is doing in your life, say, hey, do you have a minute? I have an issue in my life. Do you have an open ear? And when he will announce it, what they're going to, my response is always, what can I do for you? Do you need help? Do you need my help? Do you need an advice? If you, just what can I do for me? Otherwise, it becomes very, very weird because you're the only one, you share your issues and everyone becomes your teacher. You do this once and then never again, right? The next point is, you have to confess it. In Leviticus chapter 13, verse 45 to 64, anyone with such a defiling disease must cry out, unclean, unclean, unclean. For a whole week, unclean, unclean, unclean. I felt, why in the world he has to say unclean, unclean, unclean? It reminds me about the story, uh, Pastor Susanna and myself, we were on TV in Switzerland, Star TV, and every Monday morning from um, 10 o'clock to 12 o'clock, you can phone us on TV, and you can share your challenges and your problems. Or when you're sick, we prayed on the TV for you. And there was a guy. He's, he phoned us and said, hey, I have a problem. I said, what's your problem? Say, I, I'm so disappointed that all my friends are saying to me, you are an alcoholic. And it hurts me. It disappoints me. And I said, why in the world would they say that? So tell me your story. Do you drink some alcohol? Yeah. He said, yeah, of course I do. But I'm not an alcoholic. It hurts me. It disappoints me. They're my friends. I'm not an alcoholic. I said, okay, tell me, how much beer do you drink a day? He said, 12 bottles of beer. Not the small Corona, the big Swiss beer. 
I said, 12? Yeah, that's not a big deal, and I'm not an alcoholic. And I felt he's choking. And then realized the point number one is if you're an alcoholic, you're going to the anonymous alcoholic. The first point is, my name is blah, blah, blah. I am an alcoholic. I always felt that's a no-brainer, but it's not. Because often people think I'm a victim. It's not my fault. Because the situation is so tough and my wife and my dog, they go crazy. Now Putin is crazy too. That's why I'm a victim. And if you do this all the time, you never get healed from God Almighty. An unclean person said public, I am unclean, I have an issue, and I need the healing power of God Almighty. Now people say, Pastor Leo, where's the link, where's the hope in the Old Testament to the New Testament? And in the Old Testament, there's more, more and more a prophetic picture what Jesus Christ will, will do on your and my behalf. The next thing is you have to accept it also. Recognize it, confess, and accept it. The acceptance starts actually with a very simple illustration of the priest. And here is a theologic nugget for you guys. The priest, he took two birds, just two birds. And he said, okay, now we, I believe God will heal your leprosy. He took the first bird and he killed the bird. That's why we, I thought, let's take a real bird job. He killed the bird. And then he, he dropped the, the blood of the bird into a, a, a basket of water. Water and blood were together. And if you understand a little bit like the power of Eastern is the picture. Jesus Christ came down from heaven into our world. He died on my behalf. And he is dead. I mean dead, really dead, dead, dead. Right? Can I hear an amen? That means dead. But then the priest took a second bird. And that bird had some wood. Um, some also other stuff. And he said... This bird is representing hope. And he took the bird, he put it into the blood and said, this bird who came from heaven, means Jesus Christ, he died on my behalf. He came into my world. And he put the bird into the blood. And the guy with leprosy, he shared and spread the blood seven times. Because when Jesus Christ died on Easter, he shared the blood seven times. It's a link what will happen in the New Testament. And he shared the blood seven times. And now, what's the point, Pastor Leo? In the Old Testament, dear friends, it's hope, it's redemption already there. And then the priest said, the blood of God, or the blood of those birds, will redeem you, will clean you, will heal you. It's a prophetic word. And now comes the point. He let the bird go. And the bird flew into the heaven. And this is a picture that the resurrection power of Jesus Christ, he died on my behalf. He rose from the grave. The same power is in you and in me as well. There is hope. There is hope in that illustration. It's the Old Testament. But when Jesus Christ hung on the cross 
And he rose after three days from the cross. Is a message. Whatever is dead in your life, if you hit the rock bottom, if there's a dead end street in your life, in your sexuality, maybe you are violence, all those things, a new, be new beginning is, is, is possible. Do you know that hope is the foundation of our faith, actually? Because sometimes people say to me, Pastor Leo, I, I tried that eight times in my life. I prayed a fast with my small group. I have some issues, pornography and all those things. But I didn't get rid of it. And they give up. And they will say, yeah, it's cool for some people to cross works. But the word hope means there is hope. Do you know why? Because the, when the slaves, they worked on their fields, they have been slaves and they were Christian. On their fields, they sung the songs. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. They know either God redeems us here on earth and we will not be slaves anymore. If this is not happening, there is still hope that one day we are not slaves anymore. That's why hope is not only something here on earth. Hope is a substance that we know that God will have the last word, not Putin, not COVID, no circumstance, and that word will be awesome. Can I hear an amen? Hey, whatever you're going through in your life, whatever I go through in my life, there is hope. There is the redeeming power of Jesus Christ lives straight in you. The last Sunday I was in the worship like you guys, and I mean, and I, and I asked God, what is my point? What is my destructive characteristics at the, which I have to get rid of? And God spoke to me. I always felt I'm, 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 I'm almost perfect. <laughs> have you ever had this feeling for a moment, like one second? <laughs> no, I felt like, oh, I worked very hard the last 18 months. But the Holy Spirit revealed something in me where it said, take, just take the challenge for the next six weeks. And the cool thing is I want to be the best version for God. I want to be the best salt and light for the kingdom of Jesus Christ. And I will not give the devil the glory. I will not give the devil the options that I want to be a messenger for Jesus Christ. And I still do believe that the finest hours of the local church of my life, it's, it's not over. There's more to come in the future. I want to be the best tools in the hand of God for revival. And nothing what will stop me, I want to get rid of it. The last thing what, what a leprosy guy did, first of all, he had to recognize I have leprosy. He has to confess I'm unclean, unclean, unclean. He has to accept I'm not alone in that moment because when the Holy Spirit gives you revelation about your topic, the difference between God and the devil is the God, devil will point the finger on you like this. You are a Christian. You have this issue for the last 19 years. Huh? You are not holy enough. He blames you, right? But when God gives the revelation, say, hey, that's your problem. But he stretches his arms and say, I want to help you to become free. That's the difference. When God gives the revelation, it's for the help. In closing, take action steps, actually. Leviticus chapter 14, verse 8, the person to be clean must wash the clothes, shave off their hair, and bath with water. Then they will be similarly clean. After this, they may come into the camp, but they must stay outside for the tent for seven days. For seven days means 
This healing has to be proven as well. What I love about this picture, thanks for doing that, shaving your hair. I, I just thought I will do it, but I felt my hairs are too cool. And Marco, here's the point. If you shave your hair in the next six weeks, you say, God, I need a miracle. I don't hide my points anymore. You think, Pastor, you repeat the same thing again and again. Yeah, I repeat it because I'm a pastor for more than 25 years. People hide. Even my closest friends, they hide things. They hide their affairs. They hide the, their bad business they do in terms of money. They hide it. But one day come out anyhow, either now here on earth or in the last church. It's better now than in the church. And if you go into the position, say, I don't hide anymore because I need a miracle. Because as older you get, you don't have a filter anymore. I saw this with my, with my mom. My mom always complained. In the beginning, was complained like Italian people. But when she gets older, she complains so hard and so wild because you don't have a filter anymore. It gets louder. Think about your future. When you're getting 60, if you don't work on it, it's so loud, it's so obvious, and it's a pain in the neck for your kids. Uh-huh. That's why nobody has kids anymore. Hey, Marco. I'm looking forward to see you again somewhere and uh, wish you and praying for a speedy hair cut. Thanks. Thank you so much. So I want to I close with uh, something. Um, um, when I study about those things, there came something to mind. There is the Chronos. You know, Chronos in the Greek, there's a Greek God. Chronos means the God of time and of the time stream. That means Chronos means you grow up you're going to the children's garden, you're going to the school, then you have an apprenticeship, you get married, you have kids, and one day the kids are leaving your house and you're dying and you're going to heaven. It's chronos, it's Swiss people, we are very organized. I do this, 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 and this, and this, Latino people, they just do. So what chronos means, we often think my life is like chronologisch, in chronos. This was a God in the Greek but there was also a God, Kairos. You, many times you heard about the Kairos moment. The moment the Kairos, God speaks to you, it's like a holy moment, you recognize, I need a miracle. The Kairos moments come from this God, the God of the right, the critical of the opportunity moments. It means there's a moment in your life when the God of Kairos came to you and check out the picture in the beginning, it's a lot of hair in the front. When the Kairos God approached you, you had a moment you could grab his hair. And then he said, I grab your hair and I have a porn issue. I'm not honest. I need a miracle. You grab the Kairos hair. This was the moment where a change took place for the Greek people. And when the Kairos God came and you have now a revelation from God and you don't grab it, you know what happens? The God of Kairos passed by. But check out the back of the hair. No hairs anymore. You could not grab the hair anymore and said, the moment it's over. You had the chance and it passed by and you were stuck in the old life in the old habits. How many times you heard about those things? There's a Kairos moment where God gives a revelation 
grab it. If you don't grab it, God is passing by and you're stuck in the old. And I felt like when I saw the seraph, the tennis player, he flipped out. It was like God was speaking to me. So just a moment, the next couple of weeks, and I want to start with this message. Don't hide. Be honest. Confess it. Whatever it is. If a guy confess his challenges, don't teach them. Just ask the question, what can I do for you? What is your support? What do you need from me? Sometimes they don't just need ears to hear. But I want to be the best version of God. And I believe from now to Eastern, we will see that the bird is flying again. What is dead comes alive in our lives. Hey, thanks for watching. Hey, our passion for people is that we see them grow in their relationship with Jesus, live fearlessly and influence their people and the surrounding in a positive way. And if you would like to be part of that vision, we thank you so much for your financial support because that would make it possible. I hope that this message spoke to you really. And if you don't have subscribed to our channel, please do this. And it's always a big blessing. Maybe you know some people in your neighborhood or in your friendship the, that podcast could be a very well cool thing just share the link because it's pretty pretty easy and I'm looking forward to see you again tune in and God bless you and see you soon bye bye